Today is the first Sunday of Christmas, a time immediately after celebrations of Christmas Eve and the 25th yesterday. We are still embedded in that Christmas spirit. If it's with leftovers of food, but also leftovers of feelings, gift boxes, still that spirit of closing of the year. This is the feeling. But there is also something growing that we are preparing a new year. So this is an in-between Sunday, in-between uh, week. Maybe this is a good breathing time that can be used to reflect deeper about the year to close and the new time to come. We have still some days to think, to reflect, and to take some decisions. What I'm going to do with the whole new year in front of me. What I'm going to nurture, to care, what I'm going to make efforts to grow, what I'm going to dedicate time, energy, resources, what I want to change, what I want to let go to do anew, what clothes I'm going with, com que roupa eu vou, is an old, very old, samba, Brazilian samba, composed by Noel Rosa. What I'm going, what clothes I'm going with for the samba that I'm invited to. Com que roupa, com que roupa eu vou pro samba que você me convidou. This is the lyric uh, referring to a daily dilemma of a normal, common, very ordinary person crossed by humor and irony, wishes and suffering, invited to a party, that person to a samba, that person has a dilemma. What clothes? What clothes to use when money is so little? The old clothes are already rags. Being almost naked, my suit has already turned threadbare. But there is a party, there is a samba, and I'm invited, so I need to go. I want to go. What clothes I'm going with? Com que roupa, com que roupa eu vou? Perhaps this is such a consumerist question. When we live in this capitalist world, <laughs> where image and fashion became indicator to define a person, and sometimes even to establish relationship. But maybe not. I'm still remembering at home in Brazil when my mother gave me one cloth, the new cloth of the year. And it was normally close to Christmas that I could use at the Christmas church worship service. And then, of course, during the years in a special Sunday occasion, 
Receiving a new clothes at that time was an event, was a special occasion, was not always available to buy in the, the, the stores. I lived in a rural, rural area also. Or not going so far, staying among us last year, our near, or this year, our near reality, one year or more wearing comfortable clothes at home, pajamas sometimes, <laughs> to have our Zoom meetings. Uh, so when we got that opportunity to go out, to go to the church, to go to a party, to the office even, it became an event. And we had to choose new clothes, old clothes made new. That, that uh, feeling of having to choose an outfit to go outside to meet people again. And maybe the first time wearing a suit wearing shoes instead of our pantoufles, high heels, or even a bra. It felt strange. It felt strange. Even with so many challenges, suffering, and pains during this last year and more, there was also good learning coming out of that time. We realized that we could live with less that not buying so much was also okay, that we looked to old clothes with a different view, with a different perspective, a different feeling, recycling some of them, retaking relationship with old things in a new way. The old things made new. But the reflection today is not about clothes. It's what you are going to wear next year or I'm going to wear next year. How they, my, my question is how clothes were used in the biblical text and what does it mean, what could it mean for us today? Clothes are normally defining social relationships, social belonging. Then, at the biblical time and also today, Wearing a super famous and expensive dress normally, not always, but normally, is associated with, uh, with uh, upper class belonging. Wearing a clerical shirt or a collar is also identifying with a ministerial service at the church. Wearing uniforms can identify army, hospitals, Transport, public transport drivers. Normally, there is a cultural and a social rule, context-related, very contextual, of defining dress codes for important meetings at the UN or at the church synods, Saturday night parties, or Sunday church services. There is also a protest element wearing some clothes, some t-shirts especially, against nuclear power or to support a movement. Quem mandou matar Marielle Franco? Who was behind the death of Marielle Franco in Rio de Janeiro? Or a black, wearing black every Thursday. It will also showing our engagement with overcoming uh, sexual and gender-based violence campaign from the World Council of Churches. Uh, 
In biblical texts, clothes are described associated to special situations. When Joseph, Joseph was sold in that story by his brothers, he was wearing a robe with long sleeves. This was a gift that he received by his father, which was a sign that his father liked him more than the other, other brothers. In the story of Tamar, rape in, in 2 Samuel 13, the daughter of King David was wearing a long robe with sleeves also. For this is how the virgin daughters of the king were clothed in early times. After she was raped, she dressed in sackcloths. Sackcloths are related to mourning and suffering times in the Bible. As in the prophetical stories and, and messages of the prophet Jeremiah or Ezekiel. Baptism is also associated with dressing a new cloth. You are dressing Christ when you are baptized. Our first reading today in Japanese was also about uh, Samuel in, in learning to be a priest. And there was, there was a, a, a reference to a robe that his mother was used to make for him and take to him each year as a gift to the young man who was being prepared to become a priest. Also this second reading, the epistle from the letter of Colossians, the metaphor of clothes is used relating it to behaviors and attitudes. It is interesting to know that the ancient city of Colossia was built on a major trade route of the Roman Empire. There, the Colossians manufactured a beautiful dark red wool cloth called Colossinum, Colossinum, for which the city became famous. So when, the, when Apostle Paul was using the clothing metaphor, the dressing metaphor, he was giving some practical advice based on the knowledge that the, this congregation had in, uh, in doing some clothes. So he was, uh, Paul was using some Paulo Freire methodology of from the context of the community, building the knowledge of and, and problematizing the reality of this congregation. But what was exactly that Paul was the apostle, not Paulo Freire, but Paul was asking the congregation of Colossians to do? That long list that was read already several times today in the worship. Compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, Patient, patience, bear with one another, and if anyone has a compliance against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. But ab above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. This sentence could be a samba also. Bind us, clothe yourself with love, which binds us everything together in perfect harmony. Let us, let the world, word of God dwell, the word of Christ dwell in you richly, 
teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, with gratitude. In your heart, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And whatever you do in the word, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. In particular, I'm very thankful that the reading ended in verse 17, because verse 18 continues, wives, be subjected to your husbands <laughs> as fitting to the Lord. It would be difficult to find a good image to preach about this. As we move then slowly into the new year, here is a good wish list to pursue, to follow. As we continue to move, we know that we are going to continue to move the new year in times, in these times that we are now used to, uncertainty, some fear, the virus will continue to circulate, more or less, but we, are, we know we will continue to face some problems in, in unemployment, increased insecurity in our workplaces, some problems with health insurance systems. We know that the, the year to come will not be so different from the year that is gone. Then let us be compassionate, kind with each other. Compassion is a deep empathy with one another. Humility is the quality of listening, respecting, engaging, and honor, honoring another. Meekness, this word sometimes very difficult for us, is also the ability to negotiate spaces in case where others need more space to expand themselves and to express themselves. It is not being submissive or subservient with errors and bad manners, but an attitude of understanding, of being together. Let us try then to exercise patience when we encounter people that are expressing themselves in anxiety and fear. Time, the time is of anxiety and fear, and sometimes we just need to express this anxiety. A good question before of a harsh comment back to this uh, uh, attitude would be, from where people are coming, where are they standing to react with, with rudeness? What is the context, context of some anxieties and some fears? Understanding from where people are coming, which journey they are going through will help us to be kind with one another, with one another, to understand and walk together in our daily journey. Yes, all this very nice advice, very good theoretical advice, but it's really a challenge to put in practice, especially when we are driven, driven by a neoliberal and capitalist system making a whole apotheosis about human being being an individual being, our individual freedom to decide, our individualistic way of keeping our own boundaries. Thinking first on our own ego 
in, to the detriment of the community and the social experience. It is all about me and myself, and so little about common being. After all, the virtues that, virtues that the latter present can be only cultivated in community, in collective, exercising mercy, kindness, patience. It's not an individual exercise only. It is a call to live in relationship with others, with other people, with the family, within the church, at work, with people who look uh, like me, but also with people who look very different of me. To undertake this endeavor, remembering the meaning of, the of our own baptism can be helpful. Baptism is this radical event, is this receiving new clothes, is this new cloth which is, which is transforming. It is drowning, drowning the old nature and emerging a new creature. The community of baptized people is not a perfect community where there are no failures or disagreements or conflicts, but is a place where the ability to love goes beyond the limits and the failures. Every day is a time of reaffirming and remembering this baptism as we dress up every day. I'm baptized person. Every day, the Christian person is called to renew this baptize, baptize. Drowning and resurfing, resurfacing a new creature, or in the words of the biblical text, undressing from the vices that drive people away from the one another and from God, and to, to dress with, with virtues that promote unity, transparency, justice, good and dignified life. So singing again that samba or any other music that you like, that you carry in your hearts, what clothes I'm going with, what I'm going to dress for the new year. Thinking about one or two main attitudes that will dress, that you will dress and receive the new year, this new so old year, with, his, with all his, its challenges, same or even more insecurities and difficulties. What clothes I'm going with is an invitation to dress one more time, to put something else on top. Don't give up. Try it again. It is about letting yourself be transformed. It is a daily baptismal remembrance, being guided by mercy, justice, kindness, delicacy, respect, patience, or humility, peace, but above all, love. All these are not steps to gain my own salvation. It is a it's not a recipe a magic recipe that will win my salvation. It is all about God's love, love that is binding us together. 
It is a love warm, warming our relationships, making us bloom. Love nourished by the word of Christ dwelling in us, treasuring in our hearts, so we keep hope and practice solidarity. Knowing that cold December will fly away, cold December will fly away, and red flower will burn again, and the sun will come again. The sun will come again, bringing an unending joy and hope. And maybe in the end, that is the gospel for us to live out faithfully, despite our inability to understand some things. The good news is that we do not have to. Amen. <laughs>